Welcome to the Low Carb Leader Podcast, a podcast focused on optimizing health and performance through a low carb lifestyle. Every episode will bring you a step closer to living an amazing low carb life. Come join us for this exciting journey. And here is your low carb leader and host, Dan Perryman. Hello, and welcome to the Low Carb Leader. I'm your host, Dan Perryman, and you have joined us for episode 19. Today, we have a great interview with Maria Emmerich. She's going to talk about the ketogenic lifestyle and how to cook and how to create amazing food uh, that fits within your keto lifestyle. But first, I want to talk a little bit about my fasting results. So I talked about them on the last podcast, and I actually wrote a blog about the results, and I put some of the detail about what glucose and ketone numbers that I did achieve, and that's on the website, thelowcarbleader.com, under the blog section. So check that out. But I'm about a week out from my fasting results, and I just wanted to share that I'm starting to realize that there's going to be medium to long-term very positive effects around this fasting. So my values are really good right now. And so I'll just keep you posted on that because uh, I think fasting and intermittent fasting is so important to your health. Before we get into the interview, I do want to encourage you to check out the website. It has been completely reformatted. You can find it at thelowcarbleader.com. I also have a Twitter account at Daniel L. Perryman and a Facebook account, and these are all linked in on the website. I do want to share that I am doing a Facebook giveaway, and I'm going to give away a couple Maria Emmerich cookbooks. And so all you have to do to be eligible is click like on the Low Carb Leader Facebook page, and you are entered to possibly win a cookbook. And I encourage you to like the page because I do put a lot of good postings on there. And check out the Twitter page too. There's a lot of good postings. All right, now into the interview. Today we have a special guest, Maria Emmerich. She is a wellness expert in nutrition and exercise physiology. She shares a passion for helping others reach their goals of optimal health. She struggled with her weight throughout childhood and decided enough was enough. She decided to study health and wellness so she could help others stop wasting their time, being discouraged with their outward appearance, and not feeling their best mentally. Maria understands the connection between food and how it makes us all feel on the inside and out. She is an international best-selling author of the Ketogenic Cookbook. She also authored eight other books, including several cookbooks and three nutritional guidebooks, including Secrets to a Healthy Metabolism, which includes a foreword by New York Times number one best-selling author of Wheat Belly, Dr. William Davis. Her latest book, Keto Adapted, includes a foreword by Dr. William Davis and excerpts from Dr. David Perlmutter, author of the New York Times bestseller, Grain Brain. Welcome, Maria. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. And those two books are, are my favorite. I, I love Dr. Oh. Perlmutter's books, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And we're on the same wavelength of getting people, their brains all balanced and getting them healthy. Yeah, that's great. So uh, take us back through your history and how you came to write cookbooks of all things. <laughs> well, I grew up overweight and I loved food and I will always love food. Um, I just now make the recipes a little bit differently. Um, but yeah, I, I was always an athlete, but I was always the big athlete on the team. I decided to go to college to study nutrition and exercise science. And 
what I learned in college was quite disappointing. It was, you know, the the food pyramid, the seven to 11 grains. And I was doing that. I lived off of like special K and skim milk and I was running marathons and I was gaining weight. I was counting calories and I was feeling awful. I remember my doctor asked if I wanted to go on an antidepressant. Um, little did they ask what my diet was or anything like that. Or if I was taking vitamin D, if I was trying a probiotic, you know, all these things that we now know you know, we don't have to go on these strong, you know, drugs to fix ourselves. It could be all coming from our food. Well, when I graduated college, I, um, I just wanted to be a mom and that was something I really wanted to do. So I had a, I was a rock climbing guide for a long time. And, uh, my husband actually, we started adopting because I suffered from PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is kind of like a diabetes that affects fertility in women. My husband lost his job and uh, our adoption, you know, was put on hold because, you know, with a rock climbing job, you don't have insurance and stuff. But we um, I decided to start my nutrition business. And at that time, my husband and I were um, eating ketogenically. And so I helped other people get into the ketogenic type diet. Um, and it just all kind of fell together. And, um, someone mentioned, well, why don't you, you know, put all of your recipes that you're writing for clients into a cookbook and you could sell that to help raise money for your adoption. And I recently, um, received that cookbook from my mom. She had one of the last copies that we had left and it looks like a underground church basement type of a cookbook. And I just couldn't be more grateful for what has become from, you know, that person who inspired me to write a cookbook. It's all come together into this. I mean, it's just amazing what we've been through the ups and downs. And I know life is ebbs and flows like waves of the ocean, but it truly couldn't have been more higher ups and lower lows. And uh, I'm just grateful for people that really get into ketogenic diets and want to try that out with my recipes. Back to your education, you got a degree in exercise physiology and nutrition. Is that what you, you know, I work in a hospital and so I encounter a lot of dietitians (laughs) and they think that, and, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, but they think very traditionally the food pyramid, more car- yeah. more carbs. I, I see what we feed them in the hospital. And I've been reading a lot about ketogenic diets and cancer and dementia and all that. And, you know, we feed them high carb diets as they go through their chemotherapy, you know, which is, uh, which is, yeah, which is interesting. I mean, uh, because there's really no connection with nutrition in, in mainstream medicine. Yeah, I think a lot of it, I mean... Our economy would kind of fall apart if we all ate a ketogenic diet because, you know, the grains, I think we're all kind of tied together with you know, what we're being told. And um, we just have to be our best advocates and, you know, learn from pretty much alternative sources, <laughs> sadly. So did you get any good nuggets out of your education, though? Because you went to school for a oh. while. Oh, yeah. You know, I I love biology and learning about ATP and how we generate energy. Um, I did learn that, I mean, a lot of people think that, you know, like a, a chicken breast and broccoli is a great, you know, ketogenic meal. I think that's more of a low carbohydrate meal. Um, we did learn about how you can't store protein. Anything in excess is going to 
turn into sugar. So little bits and pieces like that really made me, you know, I was a kid in, you know, the back that was like, why, you know, why aren't we learning more about this whole too much protein? You know, we always hear about protein so good for you and stuff. Well, could it be bad? You know, I was always kind of pondering that. And so just diving deeper into um, when I work with clients that do have, you know, type one or type two diabetes, why aren't they getting better in certain situations and finding out, yeah, they're probably, you know, too high in protein, um, you know, maybe even the carbohydrates that they are consuming um, is a bit too much. We mistakenly subtract fiber because it's touted as this wonderful thing. And, you know, how that affects blood sugar. So just keeping, um, you know, on my toes and learning and remembering some of the things that I was taught. But, you know, a lot of the, I love the exercise physiology part where we talked about, um, you know, ATP and how we generate energy. You know, it's just fascinating how we know, know that we can, re- we can make ATP from even being in the sunlight, you know, but how often are we in the sunlight, you know, we're in our cars driving to work and then we're at an office desk and or inside and we rarely get outside in that sunlight. Yeah, that, all this stuff's really interesting to me. So I've, in the last podcast, I talked about this extended fast I, I just got off of for five days. And just to comment about that, I did it. I did it to, of course, lower my blood sugar and, and raise my ketones and get that ratio better. And But I'm maybe five, four or five days out of it now. But the the lasting effects are pretty amazing. I'm, and I'm moderating my protein now because mm-hmm. I used to eat too much, right? Because that would, and it, it, all threw me, it always threw me out of ketosis and I never knew that. Um, yeah. But now I know that. But like my ketones now run, like they're at four. Every, oh, wow. Every day, yeah. And, and uh, so I think the lasting effects of fasting and, and a ketogenic diet, it's just not when you're on it. I think the long-term effects are probably pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, I mean, the way you feel, it's really addictive because I did. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, you know, my doctor said, you want to go on an antidepressant. And this is when, you know, my husband lost his job. But um, even before that, when I was in high school, um, I suffered from extreme low moods. I was on antibiotics for acne. I probably had little to no good gut bacteria. And the way I feel now, I mean, I'm, you know, in my upper thirties and I feel like a teenager that I never experienced before. I mean, the energy I have, the moods, I mean, I feel fantastic. It's really addicting when you do get into, you know, fasting and the ketogenic way of eating for sure. Yeah. Cause I noticed on your website, you know, I get up and I always have bulletproof coffee in the morning. Uh, uh-huh. But did I see you make like bulletproof cupcakes or something? It was oh, ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Ice cream. I'm, well, I, the majority of people I work with are trying to lose weight. So I always like it when people chew their food or rather than just drinking their calories, just because it does satiate, um, you know, and signals part of the brain that we're satiated, we're full. Um, I love to, you know, I love ice cream. And so I made um, even a dairy free bulletproof ice cream. Um, to, you know, instead of just sipping your calories, really enjoying a dessert, it's basically the same thing as that coffee or, you know, the, the bulletproof coffee, but just in a more, I believe a satiating dessert type of a way. <laughs> yeah, that, that was cool. That, that grabbed my attention for sure. I, I, 
love bulletproof coffee. I mean, it's like, because, uh, you know, I, I eat in a pretty narrow window. It's not that narrow, but eight hours or seven hours yeah. or so. So I drink bulletproof coffee in the morning. And it's, it's like, I, I, and I'm always talking about it. People are like, what are you talking about? Adding butter? What, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. So how do you convince people when, when somebody comes to you and they've gone through all these different types of diets, you know, the standard American diet, and they, they just low carb. And, you know, what typically, typically people do is they go on a diet and the first thing they start eating is a salad and a chicken, <laughs> a chicken breast for lunch. And then later on that day, they're, you know, eating a Snickers cause they're starving to death. Oh, right. Right. So yeah, how, that's all. Yeah. So how do you can, how do you convince people that a ketogenic diet may be good for them or it may be, they may be able to sustain it in a longer term? Oh, for sure. I'll say that. First of all, I'm not a big fan of chicken anyway. <laughs> so I haven't had chicken nor a salad in maybe a month. Um, and that's just because there's so many awesome ways to enjoy this lifestyle without having to live off of, you know, boiled chicken and uh, greens and lettuce. Um, but I first kind of um, asked them that if they believe that sugar is inflammatory and sugar is the stem of all diseases. And most of the time people say, yes, I, I agree. Sugar is very inflammatory. We all know that we need to stay away from sugar. And then I tell them that even complex carbohydrates, once they enter the bloodstream, they basically become sugar. Our body's not that complex. It breaks down those complex carbohydrates into simple sugar. That's just their fate. That's what happens to them. And so they're like, okay, tell me more. And then I tell them about protein. This isn't a high protein diet. Your kidneys aren't going to um, <laughs> explode from this diet. Um, this isn't high protein. Too much protein is going to turn into sugar also. They are like, okay, so what do I eat? And I said, it's that naughty F word, fat. So a ketogenic diet is a high fat, moderate protein, low carbohydrate approach to eating. Now, if you... Um, are coming to me to lose weight, we'll talk about how you can use your fat stores on your body to produce ketones. So if you don't get your personal macros totally right, don't start chugging MCT oil or you know eating a bunch of fat bombs right before bed just to get your fat percentages right because you will utilize your fat stores for energy. You know, you've experienced that when you were fasting. You weren't eating fat making your ketones go higher, you were utilizing your own body fat. Even a very lean person um, can use their own body fat for energy, and they will use that for energy. So that's basically kind of how I start people um, talking about why the ketogenic diet is so powerful and effective with losing weight or get, just getting into ketosis. Once they get into it, um, they, yeah. they, they realize that you're not really hungry a lot. You're very, it's, fat, <laughs> fat is very satiating and it's, you can go, you know, you hear the stories, uh, of people on, on ketogenic diets and they'll say, you know, I forgot to eat or I wasn't hungry. Yep. And it's, I mean, I could easily go all day without eating. I'm, oh, yeah. I, I'm like, you know, I'm five eleven, and I, before my fast, I was like one one eighty, and I dropped like 10 pounds and I have to make sure I eat because I don't want my weight to go down any further. Yeah. You know, losing weight is my problem on the ketogenic diet. And I tell that people, <laughs> I tell people at work and they kind of like, what? And it's like maintaining my weight is, so I, I have to force myself to eat. But yeah, I, I don't think people realize that you're not really hungry. 
No, there I, I wrote about that in one of my books about hangry versus being hungry. And you definitely, you know, you'll get hungry on a ketogenic diet, but you don't get hangry. Um, that's something <laughs> that I definitely experienced when I was um, uh, a rock climbing guide, like lunchtime would come and they'd be like, look out, Maria's coming, you know, because she wants lunch. And, you know, you, you get that almost anxious feeling and um, that hunger is totally different now on a ketogenic diet, you can handle it. It's there, but it's not intense. And it's easy to ignore um, because I love to work in a fasted state in the morning. I love to write then because um, that's when, you know, it's just, that's when, um, if you think about all of our our great philosophers, um, you know, Gandhi, Jesus, whatever you believe in, they, uh, Benjamin Franklin, they all talked about fasting and how they love to work in a fasted state and how powerful um, their idea, their ideas were just so great in a fasted state. So it's not, it's not anything new. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I arranged my day so that I need to do the important stuff in the morning when I'm not eating. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. By far, I can think a thousand times clearer than I can later mm -hmm. in the day. Yeah, absolutely. Going to cooking. All right. So, <gasps> you know, uh, as an example, I mean, I'm just a single guy who, I eat the same. Luckily, I can eat the same food over and over and over, and it doesn't really bother me. So, But it would be nice to introduce something that tastes better. How do you, how do you work with people like me that can't really cook that well and, but want some variety in what they make? Well, I um, deal with that a lot. I deal with people that are traveling that have very – or college students that have – little to no access to, you know, a kitchen and things like that. So, um, you know, that's something that I, you know, definitely deal with. Um, I have, um, I, I'm very busy. I also have, um, a six and a seven year old that we homeschool. So, um, I am very busy and I get it. So quick and easy is how I run. So, um, more and more my, my recipes get easier and, you know, quicker. I tell people, if you don't have a slow cooker, get one because, um, what I love to do is I have a great husband who helps clean up dinner. And while he's cleaning up dinner, I prepare dinner for the next night. My mom is a wonderful, wonderful woman, but I, even at the young age of five, I, you know, coming home from kindergarten in the car, I could tell that she was so stressed out. I don't know what we're going to have for dinner. Um, and a lot of times it was cereal and milk and, um, you know, as wonderful as she was, you know, I learned from that mistake where I always plan ahead. Um, and one easy thing to do is to fill a slow cooker. I have three slow cookers and I'll do a side dish, a main dish and a dessert. And then when I'm done with work, everything's ready when I come home. Um, so that's just one of the things that I, you know, tip people off. And one of my books is a slow cooker book, but you know, that's, it's such a easy way, um, to make food. And it's often very like, i don't like chicken because it's often dry, but if you make it in a slow cooker, it's nice and soft and wonderful. Um, talking about my mom a little bit and you talked about how rich or, um, you know, satiating the food is my mom, I'll make my flourless chocolate torte, which is really easy. It's five ingredients. And I'll bring that to like Thanksgiving or Christmas. I always bring a dessert cause I do love dessert. I still do. And she'll be like, oh, this is so rich. And I'm like, yeah. hello, have you heard of me before? <laughs> like, that's how we eat, you know, and then we don't have to have 
um, you know, snacks every two to three hours. Um, like I said, my kids are six and seven and, you know, if I had to feed them every two hours, it would be kind of exhausting, but they're, um, they eat three square meals a day. And, um, if they ask for a snack, I'm never going to say no, but they're, they're very satiated on this diet too. And sometimes they're like, no, not hungry yet. And I'm like, okay, you know, eat, you know, let's listen to that. Listen to our body. When you say slow, slow cooker, you're talking about like crock pot, right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 What was, uh, your meal last night or the night before? Like it, the last time you did like the three crock pot type of meal. Oh, well, I'm going to make everybody a little jealous, but we're vacationing in Maui right now. So I don't have a slow cooker, <laughs> but we are, um, even on vacation, we're definitely eating keto. And, um, I just made fresh ahi poke. Um, and I did a little video of it too, because it was so easy. So we have fresh fish and you cut it up. And if you don't know what poke is, you cut that up into bite-sized pieces. And I have, um, this primal kitchen, uh, chipotle lime mayo and add some of that and add some, some wheat free tamari sauce to that and some onion and you stir that up. And, um, that's what my husband actually has for dessert. He doesn't have a sweet tooth anymore. Um, so he, uh, totally gorged on that, but that's just one of the things we made. Um, but we do grill hamburgers a lot and, um, I make these, uh, this protein or people call it keto bread. Um, and so hamburgers on, uh, some keto buns and we aren't dairy sensitive. Um, so we have, you know, cheese and sometimes we have avocado with that. Um, I make homemade ketchup. Uh, we do mustard and again, we love mayo. So we put that on the air. Um, you know, so we have, we had hamburgers and poke, um, just last night. Um, but I do make desserts, um, here on vacation. Um, I make like a whipped cream cheesecake type thing. That's no bake. Like I told you, it's quick and easy, but we, you know, I love dessert and so, and so do my kids. So, you know, we indulge in that. Um, I'm trying to think the last slow cooker thing I made. Oh, the slow cooker, uh, crock pot. Um, it's like a, a chicken. So you put the like boneless chicken thighs or breasts if you prefer, in the slow cooker with, um, your favorite salsa, a block of cream cheese, and you turn it on low for about eight hours. And then you shred the chicken and you could put that in lettuce wraps if you want to, or on like a keto bun, uh, for a sandwich, but people love that. Or like a bunch of peppers, like fajitas. That's a really good way to eat it. Wow. Shall I go on? <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm, I'm in the middle of Illinois in the winter and, the I ran over to local Kroger and they, they were out of ahi. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Uh, it's hard even to get, if you say that you're going to eat it raw, sometimes they won't sell it to you just because they can't guarantee how, you know, what's going to happen to your stomach. But, um, yeah, so, you know, that's just one of the things, um, or like picking up, um, a roasted chicken from whole foods. I mean, that's an easy way. And then you could get the primal mayo and make a chicken salad and, you know, do that type of, you know, stuff. I guess it's, it's, just being inventive. And again, like I just, um, try to make some of my favorite foods from when I was a kid into, you know, ketogenic type foods. So just playing in the kitchen. I just love doing that. In the last two days, you are the second person that has talked about, uh, Mark Sisson's primal mayonnaise, the, Chipol <laughs> the Chipotle. It is really good. And it's, it's hard to find sauces that are not using canola oil 
or these really harmful vegetable oils. So, I mean, obviously it's great if you can make your own, but I'm kind of on vacation mode, so I don't want to do that. Um, and when you see that in the store, it's like score, this is awesome. So I'm grateful for him and his, uh, food line. <laughs> yeah. 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 He has a great food line and a great website and blogs and everything too. Yeah. So what would be the, maybe the top five foods that you would tell people to absolutely avoid? Um, to absolutely avoid, well, sugar. I think that's, you know, number one. So step one, if anything, like really cut down or cut out the sugar. And you really have to be a detective. Even if you go to someplace like Trader Joe's, their mustard has sugar in it. Um, so you really have to, you can't just trust, you know, oh, Trader Joe's is healthy or something. No, they're really good at marketing. That's what they are. Um, so look at the labels. Um, I work with some people in Europe that say, oh, I can't wait to get back to Europe because um, all the spaghetti type sauces are so sweet here. And it's so true. I grew up on Prego, which is filled with sugar. So number one is like, read the labels, cut all the sugar out. Um, number two would be to cut the wheat out, the gluten, um, the simple carbohydrates, the breads, the pastas, the rice, those types of, you know, just simple carbohydrates that are going to turn into sugar in your bloodstream really, really fast. Um, number three would be those harmful vegetable oils, just because we know we're also concerned about heart disease. I mean, I'm, I'm concerned about it. My grandpa Vince died, had his first heart attack at 32. That's ridiculous. Wow. But he was told, he was told to never eat butter. He was told to, you know, only use like those I can't believe it's not butter type spreads. He lived off of popcorn and fake butter and, you know, diet soda. So that, you know, really calls to my heart. So getting rid of those terrible oils that are doing awful things to our arteries. Um, I also would say on those lines, um, <laughs> get rid of the, um, I can't believe it's not butter. Butter is good. It is wonderful. If you're not, you know, allergic to dairy or have a sensitivity to dairy, butter is awesome. So eat lots of it. Get rid of all those fake butter substitutes. And number five, I would say, um, it's not food related, but think about what you're putting on your skin because we're also concerned about what we put on our skin or what we put in our mouth. But we're using, you know, Bath and Body Works lotions and Jergens Natural Glow and that type of stuff. And all of that gets absorbed into your bloodstream, just as if you ate it. And it's causing your liver to get tired and toxic. And I mean, it's as simple as just starting to use that coconut oil that you use for your food on your skin or those, you know, terrible sunscreens and those makeups that are really estrogenic. Just, uh, Number five would definitely be think twice about what you're putting on your skin because I believe it's just as, impor as, as important as your food. Now, what would on the opposite side, what would be some things that you would want to incorporate? What, what types of food, uh, maybe what types of product? Um, I think that uh, we live off of um, grass-fed beef. We're lucky enough to live in Wisconsin where we have a lot of farmers that we can buy directly from. Um, so beef, we love beef, add beef in. It's great. You know, whether you make, uh, my protein noodle lasagna or my skillet spaghetti, um, or just a, you know, a simple hamburger or a steak. I mean, like you said, you're, you're a simple man. I mean, a steak is an easy thing to grill or pan fry, get a cast iron skillet. That's the best way to make a steak. 
Um, so beef, um, eggs. I uh, love eggs anyway. Scrambled. I love hollandaise sauce. I love poached eggs. I love um, deviled eggs. Deviled eggs are fantastic. So uh, beef, eggs, um, you know, fish is a great food. I'm not a big fan of fish except for when I'm um, you know, in Maui, we're living off of <laughs> yeah. fish here. Yeah, in, I mean, in, in Hawaii, it tastes better, I'm sure. It does taste better. I'm actually an avid fisherman back in Wisconsin. Um, fresh fish is awesome. Um, I love walleye, you know, and if you, you know, pan fry with some walleye, that's awesome. But fish is so good with so many of those healthy fats. Um, try, try to add that in. Um, a good quality salt. Uh, if you have never had, you know, a good quality salt and you've been living off of, uh, Morton salt, if you read Morton salt, the second ingredient is dextrose. And if you know anything with the word that ends in OSE is a sugar, they add dextrose to help it to not cake together, but also it tastes chemically. I mean, cause it is a chemical structure, get real quality sea salt, get the flaky stuff that on eggs, there's nothing better. Um, and my fifth num fifth one, hmm, gosh, there's so many that I could pick from. Um, ah, heavy cream. If you're not sensitive to dairy, heavy cream is fantastic, right? Whether it be in your coffee or just whipping it up. We have one of those whipped cream canisters, and my kids just love to eat that plain. And once you lose all of that um, sugar from your diet, plain organic cream tastes sweet. It will. Believe me. For those that really don't follow a ketogenic diet or are just listening to this for the first time, probably the last 10 minutes have probably thrown them for a loop. You, you yeah, right? You, yeah, you basically said stop doing everything that you've been doing and start eating a bunch of fat. It was absolutely everything they told my grandpa Vince not to eat. You know, beef, red meat, butter, um, you know, all of that type of stuff. Salt, stay away from salt, stay away from heavy cream, all of that stuff that we eat every single day. Um, I mentioned that we are on vacation and you can get a service where they put food in refrigerator. So we rent a house so we can cook and they put food in your refrigerator. So when you land, you have some, you know, awesome food. And they actually called us to make sure we really wanted that much butter, that many eggs <laughs> and that much, like, they were like, are you sure you want, you know, like that much butter? And we're like, absolutely. Just put it in there. Thank you. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So the clients that come to you, um, what type of benefits do they see? You, you get them introduced to this diet, you get them on it. So say at a month out or three months out or six months out, what type of health benefits do they start seeing? You know, and it doesn't even have to be that long. I just got a message just before you called that um, a woman started my 30-day ketogenic cleanse book. And her husband, who was just on it by default, he, after five days, is no longer snoring. And so just little things like that is fantastic. But um, weight loss is, like you said, you have a hard time keeping weight on. Um, you know, weight loss is, a, you know, one of the wonderful benefits um, the brain fog that you feel on a high carbohydrate diet go away. The energy is fantastic. You no longer have that, um, slump in three in the afternoon. And these are things that happen, you know, pretty soon afterwards. Um, you know, like you mentioned, your blood sugar got better. That is, you know, a, a added benefit. Um, you no longer feel hangry, but even things like, uh, 
brain health when it comes to, I see a lot of depression and anxiety, sadly, in my practice. Um, and sometimes that's all people want to heal. And when I get someone calling me back saying, I finally laughed today and I haven't laughed in maybe 10 years. Oh, and, wow. yeah. you know, just hearing little things like that really keep me going. And, um, it's just so awesome. So anything, anywhere from emotional, um, to physical, getting that weight loss off or even athletes, um, you know, running marathons in my past, there's a wall that they often do in marathons at mile 20. And that's because when you're running off of glucose, you hit something called the wall where you basically have no energy left. This is why runners carry goo with them or eat a banana on their run. That's because they're running off of sugar and um, your, your cells are running low and you know your liver is out of them. However, if you're on a ketogenic type diet, this is the people that are doing fantastic on ultra marathons that are 50 miles to 100 mile marathons. Um, and that's because we have... Instead of just 2,000 calories of glucose, we have 20,000 calories of fat that we can run off of. That's where, the, you know, just a, a benefit for athletes comes from. Um, and you can, you know, gain muscle eating ketogenically. But what's interesting is uh, here in Maui, we watch the whales and they're actually basically fasting for the whole time they're here because the water is so clean and clear. There's nothing for them to eat. They come here to mate and have their babies. They swim back up to Alaska to actually feast. So they are fasting well and feasting well. Wow. You know, I noticed over the last, because I've been doing keto correctly now for like three, ah. three, three or four weeks and I have terrible allergies struggled with them for a long time, but I have not even taken any allergy medicine the entire time. And you know, yeah, because, uh, yeah, uh, because of inflammation. So talk a little bit about how bad inflammation is for you. Oh my gosh. I mean, where do you even be begin? Inflammation can show up so many different ways and we often don't take steps until it shows up externally. Um, we're a very, we are a vain society. So we often don't take steps until maybe we are overweight and uncomfortable in our clothes, um, you know, to change things. But it can show up, like you said, with allergies. When you get rid of those food allergies, those seasonal allergies most likely go away. And also, I'm a big fan of um, different nutrients such as, you know, high doses of magnesium help relax those like bronchial tubes for people dealing with asthma. So there's more pieces to the puzzle. Um, you know, our food supply and our, we used to get magnesium in our water supply. We just don't, we're drinking bottled water. Not a lot of people are drinking well water. We live in the country on a well and we've had our water tested and our magnesium supply her, uh, source is very low. So most people are very deficient in magnesium and that can cause anywhere from migraines to asthma, um, you know, even seasonal allergies, things like that. But, you know, getting rid of those food triggers, those food allergens like gluten, um, a lot of times dairy and sad cases, eggs, um, soy, getting rid of those food triggers. A lot of times those seasonal allergies will go away, which is fantastic. Which yeah. is another benefit. Yeah, that's great. And what's nice is that, um, like eggs, you can go to the local supermarket now where before you could never get organic or, or yeah. uh, local. And now 
they have a lot of it. They, you know, Kerrygold is grass-fed butter, and there's yeah. there's a lot more options now because I buy. I think it's like Laura's grass-fed steaks um, in a yeah. in a package. So that's that's kind of nice to have. So the next question: This is uh, being in hospitals. All the clinical people say the same thing, and as soon as I start talking about ketogenic, they immediately say, <laughs> "You know what I'm going to say." Um, you're going to go into ketoacidosis. Acidosis. And, and they say that immediately. So explain the difference uh, between, you know, the lower levels of, of ketosis, therapeutic levels, and what it actually takes to get to ketoacidosis. Well, with keto, if you are, if you don't have type 1 diabetes, even if you do have type 1 diabetes, if you manage your, um, you know, your bolusing and all of that, you're not going to get into ketoacidosis. Um, I, I work with a lot of type ones that eat strictly ketogenically. Um, and they've never gotten into that, you know, 14 plus range of, uh, ketosis. It's, um, like you said, you were fasting for five days and you got up to four point. Five, yeah, the highest right? the highest I got was like five point two, yeah, yeah, um, and that's only really going to happen if you're not managing your, um, you know, your blood sugar and your medication properly. It's <laughs> it's something that I've never encountered with any of my clients, um, and you know, really only discussed with type one diabetics. Um, but if you moderate, uh, if you limit the carbohydrates enough and uh, moderate your protein enough, you will get into ketosis, whether you eat copious amounts of fat or not. Um, you know, if you start intermittent fasting where, and that's not, it sounds dramatic, but it's not. We eat this way all the time. If you just wake up in the morning and don't consume, you know, any food, just, you know, calorie-free liquids like water. Um, I'm not a huge fan of coffee, but I'm not going to get into that. But um, you will be mildly in ketosis. Um, and you know, you're going to feel awesome that way. I mean, intermittent fasting sounds so dramatic, but it really isn't. <laughs> you can skip breakfast and you're intermittent fasting, you know, if you eat lunch. Yeah. You're not going to waste away. No. And what's so interesting is, um, when you are a sugar burner and, you know, eating carbohydrates, like the typical standard American diet, your cells, like I told you, you only have so much glucose to use up. And that's why it's recommended to eat every two to three hours is because your cells need some source of fuel. And if you're running off of glucose and you're not consuming fuel, you will tap into your muscle stores and often your bone structure. And that's why a lot of bone loss happens, especially when you're not eating, when you're sleeping. So over that eight hour period, you need some source of fuel. So it's going to steal from your muscle cells um, or your bone structure, which is very sad. And this is why ketogenic diets is awesome for anybody dealing with osteopenia or osteoporosis is because your body is not using glucose. It's using your ketones. Um, so it's going to go to your fat stores rather than using your bones or your muscles for um, that energy which is fantastic. I've checked out your website. You got a great keto adapted ca calculator on there. Uh, ah, thank you. Yeah. We'll tell you the website, but it, it breaks it down into um, whether you work out a lot or a little yeah. bit or 
I, I think the most revealing part is it's about the protein because yeah. I, I work with a nutrition coach and I, I did a couple physique shows and, and I was doing the standard, you know, every three hours eating protein. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, I was probably eating 200 grams a day or did so, you, something. Did you wake up to eat too sometimes? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, you're kind of always hungry. And yeah. so now I'm like, I've gone from that to about 70 grams a day of, of, yeah. of protein and yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So I encourage everybody to check out that calculator because it's, it's really good. Yeah. You want enough protein to signal mTOR, which is, um, you know, a muscle building property, but you don't want too much where it, um, is going to turn into sugar. So, you know, most people are very, you know, if you look at your fingernails and if you notice ridges on them, I had those for years. It took me, you know, decades of eating this way to make them go away. That means that you're really sensitive to carbohydrates. If you notice those vertical lines and that's where people really have to be cautious of how much protein they're getting in one sitting. Oh, that's great. Well, we're nearing our end, but what would be a top couple tips that you would give somebody when they're thinking about this? Um, I would say that, you know, find a su support group online. Um, you know, you don't have to go to my support groups, um, but they, they are out there and to help you and encourage you and, you know, basically like a keto buddy that helps you try out recipes. So you have someone to help keep you accountable. Um, you know, it's just telling people what your goals are is really important. Um, another tip, I, I would say get a slow cooker if you're not a cook. Um, it's really helpful. It makes life so much easier. It takes a lot of stress out of your day. If you live in a constant state of stress, it's really hard to just not just stay sane, but, um, you know, your adrenal system and all of that. So lowering stress, <laughs> I mean, I'm all about that. I don't like living with stress. So, um, you know, trying to manage everything. Life is hard and, you know, getting a slow cooker just makes dinner that much easier. And gosh, I don't, um, there's so many ways I could go with that, but, um, just, I, I guess have, having somebody help you stay accountable and, um, getting an online buddy or, you know, a real buddy, a friend to do it with you would really help. And vacation in Maui. Well, we've come a long way. We we would never be able to do this um, in the past. But, you know, working, um, all I need is a computer. So we are working a lot while we're here. But, um, yeah, that is certainly nice for our stress <laughs> level to go yeah. down. But so, then you have to homeschool if you want to stay here a while. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I have that picture up. Your kids are very cute. Um, no, thank you. Yeah, so how do people get a hold of you or if they want to work with you or if they want to get your cookbooks? So tell us how to connect with you. Well, I have a free blog. Um, I'm very compassionate to people that, I mean, I know we were out of, we had no money. We lost a house. Like it was really tough. Um, I have a free blog with lots of free recipes at mariamindbodyhealth.com. Um, lots of free tips there. The flourless chocolate tort I told you about is on there. Um, I also have um, a Facebook page at Keto Adapted and I have a website, keto adapted, keto dash adapted.com, um, which is a subscription site that we have weekly meetings. I wanted to replicate something like Weight Watchers, where every Sunday um, evening we get together online and talk about our goals, what we want to accomplish for the week, um, and that type of stuff. Otherwise, I am on Instagram to see my food photos at Maria Emrick. <laughs> oh, that's great. So um, we'll. 
we'll link all this into the show notes. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I, and and in all ser- seriousness, I'm gonna probably go buy two more slow cookers, and I'm definitely oh. definitely ordering your cookbook because. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much. I just ate right before this uh, interview, and now I'm actually starving because you talked you, <laughs> you talked about all that stuff. I think I could live throughout my day just on bulletproof stuff. Uh, ice cream. That's too funny. Yeah, maybe. Yes, that is so good. We'll just start experimenting with different foods that way. Yeah. Different bulletproof desserts. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Maria, thank you so much for being on the show today. This has been very enjoyable, and um, I know our listeners are going to get a lot out of this, and I really encourage them to check out your website and everything that you have to offer. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, so thank you so much for being here, and in and enjoy Hawaii. Awesome. You have a great day. You too. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us on the show today. That was an awesome interview with Maria, and I will definitely have her on the show again. Again, check out thelowcarbleader.com and check out the Facebook and the Twitter pages. Until next week, take care. Thank you for being with us today, and we hope that you are on the road to your successful low-carb lifestyle. Become a leader in your health and a leader in life. Check us out at www.thelowcarbleader.com. And remember to join Dan again next time on the Low Carb Leader Podcast.